Spark your entrepreneurial pursuits with our guests' best-kept secrets for growing their business and healthcare practices. Get the how-tos that host How Out PR uses to win record sales for business owners and managers. This is BusinessWorks. Welcome to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar, your host. Today we're talking about the soft side of business because um, it, it is where we are at the moment in history, is in the middle of um, uh, trying to climb out of this pandemic impact on society, in the middle of uh, campaign season and uh, coming up to the, uh, the, the national elections. We're... We've been talking in recent times about the importance of uh, stepping forward with your business, and I think I ended up on the last uh, program talking about some information related to research studies that were done that uh, showed that uh, people are paying more attention to usual about than, than ever uh, about how companies are operating, how they are caring for their employees, how they're stepping up to help those in need, for example. Well, and I wanted to talk about that for a minute, helping the needy, for, for, to follow up on that point, helping the needy does not mean that competitors are going to eat you for dinner. <laughs> That's a, you know, that the, you are not going to get overrun by the competitors if you stop long enough and you spend some money and you provide some help to those who need it. In fact, quite the contrary. When you slow down or stop your business, stop your business wheels, and you do it long enough to reach off of your merry-go-round and help some of those who can only afford to stand off to the side and watch your calliope music, uh, watch your calliope music your way around in circles, you are investing in your community and ultimately in your own business, if you're smart enough to make it newsworthy. Charity starts at home is not just a sarcastic jab at humor. It's a pretty true fact. But most businesses either fail at trying to make newsworthiness out of nothing, or at thinking that efforts to proclaim newsworthiness out of acts of generosity somehow taints the integrity of the charitable offerings. Both are wrong. First of all, the public is not stupid, really. The, the, public is, the public, the public, with quotes around it, is not all of the rioting people in the big cities that we've seen. That's not, that's not the norm. Um, thank heaven. <laughs> people can see through thinly veiled acts of self-proclaimed greatness, they can see through it with one eye shut and both hands behind their backs. And you don't want to be the subject of that or the object of it, rather. Don't invent situations in order to gain favorable news exposure and publicity, especially these days. Editors typically reject such self-serving efforts, and even when something does manage to slide by and end up getting attention, the public sees it for what it is. The public is not stupid. When your business does do something heartfelt to help someone or a group of someones, don't be overly timid about spreading the word. Why? Isn't that too much like bragging? Doesn't that rub people the wrong way to be tooting your own horn? Aha, the truth, since you asked. 
<laughs> okay, I asked for you, is that the more exposure your business gets for having sponsored an employee fundraising for some worthy organization or situation, the more you will have primed the pump to prompt others to follow suit. Then what? Then you will have shoehorned. Have you ever been a shoehorn? If you're probably most of the listeners don't even know what a shoehorn is anymore, <laughs> but it seemed like a good thing to think about. It helps you get your foot in a tight shoe. Um, you will have shoehorned in even more helpful acts than your own. The soft side of business, whether it's charitable fundraising or giving the employee or supplier or community family the support that it needs to get through a crisis. Uh, we recently had a tornado here, which was just horrible. And, and people died and homes were destroyed and the place was a mess. So how many of you with your own businesses took initiative to sponsor a neighborhood cleanup project or donating products or services or time or providing technical or administrative backup to local or regional nonprofit organizations who were working at this? It's time and it can work wonders for business reputation. You don't need a disaster to step up. You need a situation that requires some outside help and is a, a viable one. Um, people, your customers, your clients, your patients, your prospects, buy reputation. They purchase reputation. People buy reputation. Connect the dots. If you haven't time for all the solicitations at your doorstep, that's like saying you haven't enough time to learn time management. Ask for someone in your organization to follow a criteria list you hand off to, stream app, to screen applicants and make periodic recommendations for situations that fit inside the annual or semi-annual or quarterly budget that you've set and insist on. When the tax-deductible budget is spent, Solicitors go on a waiting list or apply again next year. Make sure arrangements are made for news release announcements before and after at least every event with content that's always focused on the benefiting individual organization and always urging others to get on the bandwagon or on your merry-go-round. Soft is good. So we turn some of that thinking into the idea of branding uh, because really, it is a key ingredient in branding. And I want to share with you a number of branding tips for entrepreneurs. If you have your own business, uh, or you manage a business, or you have a professional practice, healthcare, or, or related, and you manage it or manage it, you are going to want some tips. Uh, and you might want to jot these down for branding. And if you're an entrepreneur, you will, you will get this pretty quickly. And if you're not, this will move you in that direction. And that's always a positive thing. The more entrepreneurial you can be, the more successful you're going to be. Okay? And I'm not talking about, you know, betting the farm. I'm talking about stepping up to take uh, the necessary actions when they're called for and to do it with, in some cases, limited knowledge, but 100% of energy. So a couple of branding tips that you might be interested in. 
Reputation does indeed sell, but that includes consistency of both your branding message and your actual delivery of the goods or services, which in a very large way actually constitutes your brand. Before you charge off to pizzazz up a brand, make sure your changes, your alterations, your upgrades are not destroying or undermining what your existing message and look already have achieved. Ask for feedback. Become a mystery shopper for your own business. Get an independent survey person to call customers and ask for their impressions. And be very careful about how pleasant those calls are because we're all used to getting bombarded with sales pitch calls and it's very annoying. More branding tips. How you take care of yourself, your family, your friends, your employees, your customers. That is your brand and it reflects more widely than you might imagine on how people view your business. It almost single-handedly determines their receptivity to the products, services, and ideas that you offer and the messages you put out. Another branding tip for entrepreneurs, don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Protect your brand like it was your baby, because it is. Be careful not to say anything that's inconsistent with your branding message. Even one small slip-up can take down your whole company, even after years of doing things right. Stay alert. Don't get hurt. You are your brand. Just a thought. But you know, you never need any branding tips from anyone if you simply conduct your business with the utmost integrity and reliability and responsiveness and a knock em dead customer service with every encounter day, every day. Regardless of who's on the receiving end, people you like, people you don't like, customers, employees, investors, lenders, advisors, suppliers, vendors, service providers, sales reps, others in your industry, your geographic and business community, your family and friends, a tall order. <laughs> How tall can you stand? Are we getting some of these messages through? I'm hoping. First, brand yourself. In the end, people buy those who represent, own, run, manage business be before they actually buy the products and services offered. Very few customers purchase products or services from business representatives who they don't trust or feel confident in. And even when they do, they rarely return. So earning a personal reputation for integrity takes you to the halfway mark of making product and service sale and probably close to three quarters of the way around toward prompting repeat sales. Repetition sells. We're going to come back to that after the break. Um, if you have any questions, hold them till the second half uh, or the next, uh, the next piece of uh, information. Um, and or, you know, send me an email. Okay, hal at businessworks.us and uh, put 941 in the subject line. I'll be happy to respond to you uh, without a sales pitch. <laughs> I just will, uh, any questions you might have about some of these things we talk about here, I'll be happy to try to answer. If you want to uh, make it a phone call, include your, your phone number and your uh, time zone, okay? and I'll be sure to get back to you. Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar, your host, and we've been talking about branding tips for entrepreneurs. We've talked about a number of things here recently, and this may be the most important stuff that you hear 
And it's certainly worth jotting down ideas that you get for your business as you hear some of the things that I share with you. We ended up on the concept here that, that, you know, repetition sells. It doesn't mean just saying the same thing over and over. It has as much to do with how you say what you say as it does with what you say. Repetition of specific colors associated with your name, logo, brand, message, for instance, can have equal, sometimes even more, impact on your branding. That goes for the consistency of music, sound effects, and voices used in your broadcast messages as well. Format the media used. Timing, integration with other branding places are also all factors. Hey, if it was so easy as most people think, most people wouldn't need professional support to get the job done. But the proof is that they do need it. Shop around carefully for that kind of help. It has to represent what you want, not what someone that you hire wants. Even with a lousy-looking logo and a pathetic theme line, if you repeat them endlessly, again and again, in every possible way and at every opportunity, you'll still get sales. But if you have a great-looking logo and a spectacular theme line, and you repeat those over and over, whenever and wherever possible, you'll get substantially more sales because you will have built an image and reputation that people like, that they develop a loyalty for and gravitate toward. Paying for the professional edge is well worth the return on investment. Be very careful to not put all of your marketing eggs into one online basket. To be effective, branding must be an ongoing synergistic activity that depends importantly on putting a consistent message out via as many means and methods and conduits as possible. Locking your branding program solely into online pursuits is the small-minded action of small-minded web editors and designers digital marketing managers, and others who have limited scopes of marketing savvy and awareness. The secret to great branding is the same secret to keeping existing customers and cultivating new ones. It's free. It's simple. It needs to be the blanket under every product every surface, and every interface, with every person, every day. Figure that out yet? It's consistency. Is your brand standing tall in troubled waters? Your brand is all about how you stand where you stand, and how you represent your foundation and posture to the rest of the world. It's worth finding a true branding line wordsmith who can capture and deliver what your business is all about by packing it into a seven slam-bam words that plant your benefit seeds squarely in the greenhouse. That's what Campbell's soup is. Mm-mm, good. The medium is the message, said Marshall McLuhan. In other words, how you say what you say 
is at least as important as what you say. So what is branding and how important is it to your marketing strategy? Branding is not about getting your target market to choose you over the competition, but it is about getting your prospects to see you as the only one that provides a solution to their problem. Hmm, there's some food for thought. Well, how do you do that? Well, you avoid, and how to not do it, of course, avoid using all-inclusive words that send electrical jolts of exaggeration down audience spines and cast a shadow of doubt on everything else your business represents. I am reminded recently of a historic genius branding line that broke the seven-word rule and succeeded in making itself a household expression uh, some time ago, many years back, and it's still around. They broke the seven-word rule, but they here's how they did it. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. <laughs> Alka-Seltzer, of course. Be sure your branding theme line uses I and me and my and we and our and ours and us. Avoid those things. Focus instead on you, your, yours, not on yourself. Talk about what's the benefit that others get. You don't need a branding iron to communicate your integrity. How you deal with employees, customers, suppliers, and your community says it all. Don't let experts, with quotes around it, marketing, PR, ad agencies, and consultants, sell you on what your brand should be or what your branding line should say. Only you know that. Use these resources instead to best represent your ideas. Let them pick the words, but make sure that they are reflecting what it is that you want. When your brand stands for something important, you must stand by your brand. So, branders beware. Your brand is your business character, and probably yours as well, especially true of small business and entrepreneurs, is your brand strong enough to withstand an assault? You've heard of character assassination. Well, unfortunately, not everyone's collaborating these days, and competitors can be vicious. The answer? Tenacious authenticity. You want to look up those words, huh? Tenacious authenticity. Be careful not to underestimate the importance and the value of color use meaning, and consistency in your branding program. It is critically important, especially in online global applications where acceptable colors in one country can have a devastating meaning in another country. And that applies sometimes to just towns. So be very careful and aware of what you're choosing to use. Think it through. Take the extra time. Try it out. Show people. Get input. Ask what people think. See what their points of view are. How you do business 
is the is that's what constitutes your brand. Your brand is more than a name. It's more than a logo. It's more than a jingle. It's more than a theme line. These are just representations of how you do business. These are just the branding lines that you need to put out there in front of you, and they have to be darn well perfect. But how you do business is what constitutes your brand. It's what pulls that all together. Do you deal with everyone openly and honestly all of the time? Does your business support the community that supports your business? Are you constantly helping those around you to learn new systems and approaches to be positive, to always regard your customers first and foremost? Does your brand reflect your answers to these questions? Branding is a mark made by burning a hot iron into the the hides of ranch and farm livestock to designate ownership. Business similarities? Business differences? Hmm, no mentions of pain. Truth and branding, it always pays off. So again, if, if this information makes sense to you, you are interested in thinking more about it, pursuing it more, you have questions about it, don't hesitate to contact me. I'd be very happy to respond. I've responded to people from uh, other states and countries and, and all kinds of hours of the day and night, and it's okay. Uh, if you send me an email, just, you know, uh, don't expect if you send it your time and it's daytime and I'm going to get it late at night that I'm going to answer it right away. It'll be the next morning. But um, don't hesitate to be in touch. You know, just send an email to Hal, H-A-L, at businessworks, with an S on the end, dot U-S. Be sure to include 941 in the subject line, and I will know that it is from these broadcasts and podcasts, and I will be happy to respond promptly. Um, If you do that and you prefer a phone call instead, include your phone number, of course, and um, make note of uh, what your time zone is so that I uh, am not calling you back at, uh, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning or something. In the meantime, I wish you well. I thank you for listening. I ask you to tune in uh, next next week. If you're uh, looking for podcasts, you can just uh, go to newstalk941.com slash podcast. Podcasts. And you, it'll take you to a page where they're all lined up. And I think it's the 14th one down, subject matter, business works. And you will see right in that little box the most recent four or five, I believe, uh, broadcasts or podcasts. You can click on them and hear all or part or one second's worth, <laughs> whatever, whatever you want. And, um, and feel free to use them freely. They're, they are free. They're 24-7, available worldwide. We thank you again for listening and hope to have you back next week. And uh, tune in to Newstalk941.com slash podcasts. You'll find us. Have a good one. Bye now. You've been listening to Business Works. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.